0: Uh, It's always a privilege to be here uh, and a privilege to be amongst you. Uh, For us, this has been a wonderful family uh, and a place where we have felt loved and cared for, encouraged and strengthened. And I remember one of the very first few messages I ever preached in this church uh, when I was asking, if somebody asked you, how do you know that your church is a loving church, Most of us will usually think, how much love have I received? And I remember challenging us. I actually, the question should be, how much love have I given? It's not about what I have gotten out of it, but what have I given? Uh, And I said, so if, if you want, if you ask that, is this, is this a loving church? The question should not be, how much love have I received in this church? But how much love have I given? How much have I sown? How much have I been committed? How much have I laid my life? How much have I released myself and allowed God to spread His water and His power through me? And and I have been a recipient. We have been a recipient. We have been careful and loved. And through the help of God, God has helped us to pour ourselves into it. So it's always a privilege for us as home. And, and this last pandemic has really brought that to fall for me personally and I'm so grateful and you you all know yourselves. We're so grateful for you and we, we love you and, and we'll bless you. I bring you greetings from Tyo. Uh she's probably just heading into work now. Uh but I'm sure she's with us in spirit. So this morning I've been praying and waiting on the Lord uh to give me a word for us because I I believe that in God's agenda and in God's working there are divine moments, and there are divine encounters in God that take us from where we are to where we're going and what God wants to do with us. And as a people whose heart is seeking God, we must never tire of looking out for those divine moments, of looking out for an opportunity to encounter Him, looking out for an opportunity to hear a distinct voice of god a distinct understanding a distinct insight a revelation because what transforms us is not just knowledge it's not just it's not just the the letter the bible says the letter kills but the spirit gives life and when god breathes his life upon his word when the spirit comes upon the letter of the word in that moment there is a transformation And in that moment, like a sister just rightly shared, the battles of decades can suddenly be translated in a moment. And Scripture says, everyone who ever came in contact with Jesus, they never were the same. Every contact that came in with Jesus, something happened. There was a walk of grace in their heart. There is a staring. There is a, a deep walk. There is an encounter that releases them, that sets them on the path that God has ordained for them, that sets them on the course that transforms and changes their life. And this morning, God has already begun that work. But I know I've got really time. But time is not the most important thing because He's a God of the moment. And I'm trusting God, even in this little time we have together. He's already begun that. And if you haven't already picked that up, I just want to encourage you. I want to challenge you, set your expectations high. The Lord is in this house. The Lord is in with His people. The Bible says, unto the Lord shall be the gathering of His people. And the Bible says, this is the confidence we pray because we know He hears us. We know that when we come, He hears us. When we come, when we gather, His presence is with us. That is our confidence. That is why we come. That is the expectation of our heart. So brothers and sisters, He's here. And He's here for you. He's here to meet with you. He's here to do something distinct and something peculiar in your life this morning. So if you have your Bibles with me, we're going to go to Acts 11. I'm just going to share with you what I feel God has put upon my heart. As with everything, I want you to weigh it, pray over it, think over it, and I trust the Lord will help you to understand what He's saying. I love to read the scriptures, like Tyler was sharing. You know, the more we read, the more we study, the more we spend time in His presence, that's where the transformation really comes. Uh, so, sorry, Emmanuel, not time. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's go to Acts of Apostles chapter 11, and I'm going to read the whole uh, verse 1 to 18, so just get ready and come with me. You can just listen or, or open your Bibles there. Acts 11 verse 1 to 18. And this is a story where Peter was explaining an encounter. He had just witnessed of what God had just done with him. And the apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also received the word of the Lord. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times. And then he was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. The six brothers also went with me and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. It will bring you a message through which and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them, as he had come out on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God then the same if God gave them the same gift as He gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could oppose God? When they heard this, they had no further objections. And praise God, saying, So then, God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you. The Bible says, Lord, the, the revelation of your word gives light and it gives understanding, Lord. Lord, we come. We bow our hearts before you this morning. We submit our hearts before you. We, we kneel in our hearts before you this morning. we we'll look to you for a revelation from you, Lord. we we'll look to you to speak to us in a way that only you can, Lord. And Lord, I pray this morning, will you cause your people to hear your voice in my voice, Lord? And will you speak to every man in a way that only you can, Lord? Lord, will you do a work of grace in our hearts? I pray for your quickening spirit. Upon your people, Lord. Ears that have been stopped to receive an opening right now. Hearts that have been hardened to receive a softening. Lord, let the hearts of our hearts be prepared. Amazing soul, to receive the seed of your word. To grow, to germinate, to bring forth fruit. Lord, in Jesus' name, as we behold your word, let us be men and women who do not forget what we have heard or what we have seen. But let something grip us of the truth and the revelation of you. Well, Lord, we pray for a revelation spirit. We need your revelation. We've had the testimonies of those wonderful four brethren. And in each one of them, there was a moment of revelation. When the revelation of the truth of God gripped their heart. That set them on a different course and projection. And Lord, we ask this morning you will do that in us in Jesus' name. you know, for those of you who have uh, not been following, there's been a series on who Jesus is and looking at different aspects of who Jesus is and what Jesus was done. And this morning, I want to look at that subject, Jesus, the Lord of the nations. Jesus as the Lord of the nations. And when Jesus commissioned his disciples and he set them on course, he gave them an instruction. He says, you go and preach the gospel. Take it from Jerusalem. Take it to Judea. Take you to Samaria and take you to the uttermost part of the earth. That was the instruction. That was the, the charge you gave them. And as you release them to do that, it says, I release you to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And they were excited about the journey that God has for them. They were excited about all the things that God was going to do with them. But in the process of achieving that call, in the process of getting to that place, they had not anticipated or imagined the cost And the challenge of obeying that call of God and the work of grace that will need to be done in their lives and in their heart in order to prepare them to be able to be the man and woman that God has ordained them to be. But Jesus, when he calls us, he equips us. When He calls us, He quickens us. When He calls us, He prepares us. He's not an irresponsible father. He does not ask you to do something that He does not give you the competence, the grace, the courage, and the strength to do. But in that process, He has to do a work in you. He has to do a work in me. Because good is not good enough. It has to be God's ability in us. Because the work and the strength of man cannot deliver that which God wants to do. And so he releases the Spirit upon them in the power of the Spirit and in the outworking of the fruit of the Spirit in their lives so that they can begin to align themselves and be in a place where they can fulfill the call and the purpose and the plan of God for their lives. And then we see the unfolding of this journey as they begin to move on, as they begin to come into the place where they see the manifestation of all that God has for them. At some point along that line, as many of us we find in our journey of faith, will hit a buffer zone and will hit a place where there is a challenge from the Spirit. Where there is a fresh revelation, where there is a fresh unveiling of what is in our heart. A fresh unveiling of what we're about. A fresh unveiling of where our prejudices lie. Of where some of our challenges lie. A fresh revelation of what stands in our way that hinders us from being able to come into the fullness of that which God has for us. And that which he wants to bring us into. And so when your heavenly father shines his light upon your heart. When he when He focuses his beam upon certain aspects of your life. It's not for shame and guilt. As some of us will do. And as the earthly people will do. It is for revelation, it is for unveiling, it is for equipping, it is to ensure that you are ready and you can move on to that which he has for you. So when he touches His beam on your life, when he, when he causes the, the, the fire of his presence to, to, to shine and to, to show, it's not for shame and guilt. It is to give you a revelation and give you an insight and give you an understanding so that you can come up either and step into all that he has for you. And Peter, more than anybody, knows that better than anybody else. Because he had the cock crow three times. And yet, even in that moment of weakness and failing, his father's hands reached out for him. He says, I prayed for you, Peter. And when you are strengthened, when you have been restored, you walk with your brethren. You bring them through. The forgiveness you have received, the compassion you have received, the grace you have received, you minister the same. And you carry this grace. You carry the mantle of this calling. The mantle of the apostolic call of God upon your life. You carry that in that spirit of humility and grace and mercy and kindness. And you walk along those and you strengthen their hands and you, you lift up the wickedness, And you bring them into the purposes of God for their lives. As you make them see that their heavenly father cares for them. Is concerned about them and he wants to bring them into all that he has for them. And we see Peter come to this point. When then God moves the gear into something else. He knows the call is to go to the nations. He knows that this Jesus is the Lord of all nations. And Jesus has called them, but in order for them to be vessels in his hands, to bring the nations home, to bring the nations unto him, he has to start to deal with issues in their heart. We've just prayed for Ukraine this morning. There's no better time to understand and appreciate what our world is nations and and hearts and and all manner of stuff. But Jesus calls us into his nation. And in order to do that, he had to do a walk in Peter. And he showed Peter a revelation. And Peter saw the sheets which were full of things that he will affect for himself. No, you can't do this. You can't eat this. But yet he heard a voice saying to him, you've got to eat this. Kill and eat. And he says, Lord, you know me. I love you. I'm not going to do anything that is contrary to your will, contrary to my understanding and my revelation of where I am with you. But God was bringing them into a new realm, into a new revelation, and He was bringing them into a new understanding that was much more bigger and, and better than where they had come from. And that understanding that they had in God's understanding, He was going to hinder them from fulfilling all that God has called them to do, because that would have kept them just within the Jews. Because in their understanding, this gospel was to the Jews and to all those who were like us and who do everything like us. And so as long as we stay there, that's fine. But in order to go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the Ottomans of the earth, you're not going to be dealing with people who are like you. You're not going to be dealing with people who are share the same culture with you, share the same understanding with you. You are going to be moving out into very, very different places and different people and different cultures and different understandings. And in order to be able to do that, you need the work of grace in your heart. You need the revelation of your Father's heart. You need an understanding of His call upon your life in order to go there, because in the strength of man we cannot do it. We've just we we, we're living examples. It's happening right now in this second, in this moment. But in God's agenda, in God's economy, First Peter two nine says He's called us as a holy nation into one man in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, it brings us together as one nation. But if this house is going to be a house of nations of God's people, if we are truly going to be a community of the nation of Christ, if we're going to be a community where Christ rules and reigns in our hearts, then he needs to do work in our hearts. It needs to expose the prejudices in our heart. It needs to expose the things that hold us back. It needs to break through molds. It needs to deal with things that say, oh, I can never do that. I can never do that. I'm not like them. It's not like me, you know. I'm not going to do that. Peter says, no, no, no. You know you know me, Lord. I will never do that. I will never, never do that. And he says, no, you're going to do it, Peter. And you're going to do more than that, actually. But it took a revelation of God for Peter to see. The obedience of Peter is the answer to Cornelius' prayer. The obedience of Cornelius is the opening of the door to Peter's call and ministry and the purposes of God. They're interlinked. And he had to do work. So, you know, if you go back to that story, because of time, I don't want to spend too much into it. Because I want to focus on what God has really put on my heart. So, pardon me. The the important thing here is that there is a revelation that came to Cornelius and that same revelation came to Peter. And in that revelation, God connected their hearts together. He connected their hearts together. He had a vision. He had a vision. And in that vision, God began to speak to things that stood on the way. Why? So that the purposes and the counsel of God can meet together and they can forge a purpose and a plan in God's agenda. If we are going to fulfill the commission of God upon this house, if we're going to be a house where nations can gather and feel comfortable and know their heavenly father, there will need to be revelations and shifting of focuses, of mindset, shifting of prejudices, shifting of expectations, shifting of agendas in order to align with God's original agenda and purposes. And it's not going to be about God doing it in them because there's nothing wrong with me, it's not about them. No, there is a revelation that needs to happen in all hearts. The nations of your heart needs to... Receive a fresh revelation. And God needs to shift you and change your mindset and bring you to a different place so that you can connect with your brother, you can connect with your sister. You can stop to see race or color or class or creed. You can begin to see the spirit and the grasping into the kingdom of God and to see kindred spirit because it's the revelation of Christ that is igniting and pulling your hearts together. And when we're set on that agenda... We begin to see Him bring us into a different place. Permit me to lay before you, Emmanuel, that the call of God on your life as a community will take a revelation of God for you to step into it. And this morning, I just sense the Lord wants me to remind you that there is a vision He's casting before you, there is a revelation that God has been trying to get your attention. Or maybe you're like Peter and you're saying, no, 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 I, I can do that. You know me, Lord? Ha no, no. That's this much I will do, but no, that one, I'm not going there. Because we don't do that on our way, manual, We don't do things like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a middle-class British man. I'm not going to do that. British woman. You know, I'm, I'm a loud, boisterous Nigerian. I don't do all this white Caucasian stuff. You know, I'm I'm a nation, you know, we're different. We we just don't do that. But in God's economy, brothers and sisters, I feel that is a a gentle tap. And I feel the Lord has brought me this morning to say, actually, that revelation of the sheet coming from heaven, is actually God's gentle way of trying to get your attention. And He's trying to shift something in your mind. And for each one of us, that will mean different things. It will mean different things. And that's why I pray that prayer. That may you hear God's voice in my voice this morning. Because that sheet represents different things for different people. But there's one commonality to it. That's what is standing in your way from entering into the fullness of all that God has called you to do. And your disobedience and your inability to see what God is doing is hindering the prayer and the response of your brothers and sisters. The Cornelius are waiting for you to catch a revelation of what God is saying to you right now. So that you can go and preach to Cornelius. And bring Cornelius as a brother into God's kingdom. And Peter says to them when they were challenging him. He says, well, you know, what do you want me to do? The same God who poured the Spirit upon us as we were there on the upper top, He poured the Spirit upon I have not even started preaching. The, the work of grace was already happening. What do you want me to do? I cannot hold on to God. I can't do that. That is God at work. That is not a manipulation of man. That is not a manipulation of man. This is not about mumbo-jumbo. This is the genuine work of the Spirit. And brethren, that's what we aspire to. This is not about emotionalism. This is not about stirring people up. Our heart is to see God at work in our community. Our heart is to see men and women desperate but cut off. In the things of God. Our desire is to be conduits of the grace and the channel of the love of our Heavenly Father. Our desire is that in us, through us, there will be a revelation of the love of Christ. Our desire is that we will be the Peters who will go to the Cornelius and say, Yes, that thing you've been grappling about, this is the key to it that brings you out. From a place of struggle, like my sister said, and a place of struggling that brings you into a release and suddenly there is a breaking of the Spirit of Christ upon you. There is a breaking of the, of the outpouring of the Spirit. You're coming into a place of freedom and deliverance and life in all of its fullness. Because what? We're surrendering our heart. We're allowing God to bring a revelation upon our heart. We're holding, we're not allowing our past to hold us back. We're not allowing our experiences to define what God can and cannot do. But we're saying, Lord, we are open. We are open. We're open, Lord. Our heart yearns for you. We long for you. We long to see you at work in our communities, in our heart. Brothers and sisters, that work will start with each one of us. It's not about your brother. I'm not speaking to the guy sitting beside you. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself. It will have to start with each one of us. Because there is a work of grace that God has to do in each one of us. So that we can then come as one man and woman in Christ Jesus. That we can be a community where Christ is truly the center of our lives and of our connection and of our gathering. That we can be a community where we can then begin to live out the purposes and the counsel of God. Where we can be released into all the giftings, the callings, and all that God has for us, where each one of us can then begin to see a measure of fruitfulness in all that God has called us to. But he must start with a work of the heart. He must start with a revelation of our Father's heart. He must start with a shift of gaze and focus. And when Peter caught that, it released him into it. And Peter suddenly became the pioneer of this new move of God and as that last verse says there, they saw Gentiles coming into repentance. They saw the nations being built. They saw God's kingdom being enlarged. They began to see the fulfillment of what Jesus has said to them. And that began the advance of the gospel. And for each one of us, there is an advance of the gospel upon our call of God, upon our lives. But in order to get there, in order to do that, we must submit ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit. We don't have too much time this morning. But I trust that what God wants to do, He's already doing. I want us to just close our eyes and just for a moment. Because this morning, like I said, I just feel the Lord has brought me here to just call your attention. Because I believe there are many of us here this morning that the Lord has been fighting to get your attention. There are revelations that are coming to you, but you're struggling because, no, that's not me. That's not the way I've believed it. That's not the way I've stood it before. No, 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 that, that doesn't fit into the bill. It's got to change. But pay attention. It might just be the voice of the Spirit instructing you, telling you, encouraging you. It might just be the key to God bringing you into the fullness of all that He has for you and all that He wants to bring you into. So will you for a moment just respond to the Lord in your heart this morning? Will you let down this prejudice? Will you let down this rigidity? Will you, for some of us, like I said, it might mean issues of forgiveness. It might mean issues of just your mindset. It could be anything, but I just trust right now, even in this moment, the Holy Spirit is shining a light and begin to give you some insight. But will you just make a commitment this morning and just say, Lord, when I see those three men walking up to me and say, the Lord has called you to go to Joppa, like Peter says, there was no hesitation in my heart because I knew this was what the Lord had been dealing with me about. And in that moment, because imagine what could have happened if Peter said, no, I'm a Jew, I don't go into Gentiles' house. If, if Cornelius wants to see me, let him come and stand in front of my house on the street and I might talk to him. Imagine for a moment if he'd done that. But the Spirit is here to help each one of us. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. I need help. I need my heart to be tender. I need my heart to be softened. I need my heart to be sensitive. I need my heart to be right where I can receive what God is saying to me. And Emmanuel, God wants to tenderize our heart, if there is a word like that. (laughs) But that is to bring us to that place so that we can stand and begin to fulfill His purposes. So that this house can truly be a house of prayer for all nations. That we can introduce them to the Lord of all nations. And here, underneath His everlasting wings, they can find comfort and strength and joy and gladness. And goodness and release and freedom and life in all of His fullness. And a place of refuge and safety. You know, my brother shared about, you know, how God has helped him through his anxieties. How God has helped him through challenges. There is nothing that is too difficult for our God to do. Mental health cannot overcome the power and the reality of God in our lives. It can work with us. Even in our challenges. Whether it be mental or physical. Whether it be psychological or social. Whatever it is. Through the work of grace and the brethren that he has put around you. God can do works in us. But we need to come to that place where our heart is open, where the prejudices are gone, where the stigma are gone, the shame are gone, where the walls can come down, so that men and women can receive the help, the support, and the blessings that God wants to bring into them. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we 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 we, we thank you because we know your heart for us. You are a good, good father, as we sang this morning, Lord. And your heart is good to us, Lord. It's a spare not little children. It's your father's desire to give you the kingdom. It's your heart to give us the kingdom. It's your heart to help us to demonstrate the kingdom of God, of our king, of our Lord. It's your heart for us to be vessels of honor in your hands, Lord. So, Lord, we we just come this morning. Whatever needs to shift, whatever needs to be laid down, whatever work you need to do in us, so that we can be the men and women that you've called us to be. Lord, will you do that work in us this morning? Lord, will you help us? As many of us who are stuck and paralyzed, will there be just an energizing power of your spirit right now to give us? movement to just for us to just begin to see a a sort of moving along the bible says through your strength we can leap over a wall are there walls before us that just looks too great to overcome Lord, by your spirit this morning will you just put speed will you give us will you give us height will you just give us a a, a sense of be able to scale those walls in the name of jesus and there are chains that have held us bound in the name of Jesus. The chains will go. The Bible says, for this purpose, he was sent to break the chains of darkness. To set us as a holy people that we can live in righteousness and peace all the days of our lives. And there sins that have held us bound. Lord, thank you because you pay the price for our sins. And Lord, this morning, let your blood come. Let it wash us. Let it sanctify us. Let it cleanse us. Lord, are there things in our bodies, in our minds that have held us down? Lord, we cast them down. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus in our lives this morning. We cast them down in the name of Jesus. We declare your lordship. We declare your throne. We declare your power. We declare your grace over each one of us in our minds, Lord. Every stronghold that is contrary to you, we pull you down in the name of Jesus. Every lies of the enemy, everything that has been written, contrary to us, we kneel it to your Christ this morning. we come with the precious blood of Jesus. We blot it out. Ordinances, things that have been spoken over us, spoken over our lives, negativity, things that have robbed us of our joy, of our identity in you. Father, we, we come by the precious blood of Jesus. We blot them out. We wipe them off. We wipe the slate clean, Lord. We lay hold of the truth of God. Father, we declare this morning we know the truth. The truth makes us free. And we walk in the freedom of the truth of Christ. For my brother, for my sister this morning. In the name of Jesus. Let it be right now, Lord. Even in this moment, let it be, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, will you just breathe upon us? right now, Lord. Lord, I pray for that brother who is in a place of wrath and just feels completely disconnected and just just despondent. In Jesus' name, I leave that spirit off you in the name of Jesus. Lord, and I just put a cloak of rejoicing over you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a quickening of your spirit within us, your Holy Spirit within us, Rivers of living water, let it begin to flow right now. Brothers and sisters who are struggling, who have lost their joy. Lord, right now, let the joy of your spirit come. Let the joy of your spirit come. Lord, everything that has dammed the flow of your spirit in the hearts of your people. That has set a dam against the outworking and the outflow of your spirit. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Let that dam come down, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let there be a breakthrough right now. Give them an insight. Give them an understanding. I call to remembrance a prophetic word over your life. I call to remembrance an insight, an understanding of what God has called you to do. Let a revelation that just unlocks you out of that place of darkness and brings a light. Let it just shine upon you right now in this moment in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, will you just brood upon us? Lord, you, you breathe upon your disciples. You just receive the Holy Spirit right now. Receive the work of the Spirit right now. Lord, I just pray, brood upon your people. Let your Spirit just come. Lord, do a, a walk in deep work in each heart, Lord. Bring truths that they've known, that they've allowed to drift away from them. Will you remind them of your truths? As many who are feeling unloved and disconnected from you, the Bible says your love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost." Lord, will you cause them just to know the warmth of your embrace right now. Just the warmth of their Father's love for them. The embrace of a spirit for them, Lord. Just the sense and the joy of knowing you. Lord, that joy. The, the psalmist says, give me, restore back to me the joy of my salvation, Lord. And renew a right spirit within me, Lord. In this moment, Lord, the joy of salvation, renew a right spirit within us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The psalmist says, oh, when my heart failed me for lack of strength, you will be the strength of my life. Is there hearts that are failing for lack of strength this morning, Lord? I pray, Lord, be the strength of their lives, Lord. Be the strength of their lives, Lord. When hearts are failing, Lord, be the strength of their lives. Let supernatural strength come right now by the power of your Spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus, do your work in us this morning, Lord. Lord, we, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Lord, will you just continue this work as your people go from your presence? As we go into this week, Holy Spirit, will you be close to us? As we seek you in our private moments, will you reveal more of your heart to us, what you're saying to us? As many of us who feel that, you know, people have discounted us or cancelled us out, will you help us to see your purposes for us? Will you cause us not just to hear the voice of condemnation and criticism, will you cause us to hear our Father's voice? The one that speaks love over you. The one that says you are my beloved. The one that says you are the apple of my eyes. The one that says you are my son and daughter in whom I am well pleased. Lord, will you cause the voice of your spirit to be amplified as we go into this week. And Lord, will you cause every voice that speaks judgment over us to be silenced, Lord. And let the voice of mercy cry over your church. Cry over your people. Cry over each one of us, Lord. Father, just have your way, Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs>